welcome to How Fitting, the podcast about creating fashion and growing a business that fits your customer, your lifestyle, and your values. I'm your host, Allison Haynes. Today I'm joined by Natalia Pavanelli of Wandwood. So welcome to the show, Natalia. Thank you so much, Allison. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much. For those listening who are just meeting you for the first time, could you share a little bit about who you are and what you do? Absolutely. Um, My name is Natalia, and I'm from Brazil, but I've lived in Canada for over seven years now. Um, And I have founded a sustainable company called OneWoods, and we do uh, sustainable uh, fabrics and ethical production or a romantic, uh, nature-inspired uh, women's uh, wear. Lovely. And yeah, your pieces are beautiful. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what can, let's kind of back up and talk a little bit about, um, like, how did you get into this? Like, do you have a background in the fashion industry? And yeah, kind of what brought you to being the, you know, a starter or founder of a fashion brand. Awesome. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. So I am a fashion designer. Um, I actually have uh, two degrees in in fashion. Uh, The first one, I I was more uh, industrial design Mm -hmm. and graphic design. And I ended up working after the university, um, I worked in France for a little bit with a sports company called Decathlon. Oh, wow. It was amazing. I loved that experience. And once I was back, I started working in Brazil, where I was li- uh, living at the time, uh, with uh, some high fashion brand um, as a print designer. And that was my real passion, like print design and creating the story behind the collections, uh, traveling, mm-hmm. gathering all the materials and, you know, really trying to extract some a fashion language out of any stories that we will tell. Um, after that, I moved to Canada kind of uh, on a crazy journey. And then I did a <laughs> course here again. Um, and the journey in Canada actually what was what kind of opened my horizons because in here I did not go straight away back into working as a print designer again. So I ended up having uh, a very interesting path in my career where I had the opportunity to work in the factory floor um, with actual printing, like operating machinery. Uh, to assisting other brands um, find their own language and also working with a kids brand here in Vancouver, um, sportswear. um, Yeah, and then one day I decided that I wanted to contribute with my own creation, my own personality. Mm-hmm. And also do something uh, in the sustainable market because I used to be an avid consumer of fast fashion. And um, during the pandemic, we had a lot of time to think about it and reflect. And I got to meet some awesome people on Instagram, especially. And I got really educated on the damage that that was doing to the world. 
Mm -hmm. So I decided to create something that was kind of an awakening for me during that time. And here we are. Wow. Yeah. It's so cool to like hear people's background and like how they got into this. Cause I feel like it's never mm-hmm. just like a linear path. Um, yeah. It sounds like you had some like amazing experiences living in different countries and seeing yeah. different sides of the fashion industry. Yeah. Um, when you, when you took a course again in Canada, was that also in like textile, like print design and that side of things, or was it in fashion design itself um it was fashion design um I went to Blanche McDonald here in Vancouver and you do a full collection design through your course and you have to do everything from drawing concept pattern making sewing um model fitting um styling like even the accessories that they were um, and I ov- obviously incorporated prints because I'm an art, like I paint, I'm an artist by mm-hmm. heart. It's my true passion is what I love. And of course, I ended up implementing that in my course and through my entire career whenever I could. Um, but yeah, it was quite an amazing course to do because you have to be hands on on every single detail of what mm-hmm. you're creating. I bet that's super helpful, though. I mean, going into starting your own brand because you kind of had that background of what are all the little steps that it actually takes to get a an idea to a final product. Absolutely. It was crucial. And it's something, although I went to fashion school in Brazil, they did not focus on that. It was more conceptual mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. In, in direction, like creative direction, mm-hmm. of course, but this one really helped me be hands-on and and actually build something and, and construct and understand fitting and body types and all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so many little aspects. I think a lot of people who aren't as involved in the fashion industry don't realize like how much goes into making even a simple item of clothing you know there's so many so much that goes into it from the fabrics to the design to the you know colors to prints to the actual production of the of the thing to marketing it and everything like there's so much Mm -hmm. involved absolutely and it's hard and this is why this was one of my missions as well like to show people how much love and dedication goes into into making something for you to wear and express your true self because Mm -hmm. it's like it's so easy to get lost in today's world with you know like so much that you see online and you're scrolling like even more today than when I was younger and and we we read Vogue magazines like that's Mm -hmm. what I collected when I was at university um now it's just you go on TikTok and then you scroll, 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 you find all this stuff, all this information. It's very easy to get lost. Um, but I find that if we are showing people how much craft and thought goes into the garments, we can really value what we have. Mm-hmm. Therefore, consume less of the, you know, or even if you consume something that you at least value what you're consuming. Mm-hmm. That makes sense instead of yeah. just passing into your wardrobe and, you know, with the tag on. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's being more conscious about what you're purchasing and and valuing the the effort and the resources that made it that Absolutely. went into making it. Absolutely. Nice. Um, so I have one thing I want to ask you about. It, it, you mentioned kind of the kind of storytelling and finding the brand language or the collection story. And mm-hmm. that's something that I wanted to ask you more about of kind of what is your process for creating the story behind the pieces? Mm-hmm. Because I definitely see the storytelling aspect and the like very focused, like this is the vibe and the look and the feel um, in your website and in your, Mm -hmm. you know, your photos and in your pieces. And so like, I can tell there was a lot of thought that went into that aspect of your brand. And so I'd love to hear more about, yeah, love to hear more about um, what your process is for developing the story of either your brand as a whole or an individual collection how do you approach that first of all i'm so happy to hear that that transpires um Mm -hmm. and i'm so grateful for your your comments um for me is dreaming actually Mm -hmm. i was a dreamer child i was (laughs) the child in the corner with a piece of paper drawing dreams and that's all I did throughout my teenage years. It was dreaming about a life that I wanted and stories that I've read and fairy tales. And and I know it sounds like a childish almost, but no. my imagination was my safety and track. Like I moved countries so many times when I was a kid as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always had that with me. So I traveled and uh, everywhere I traveled, I've dreamed of that place of a story happening of, I was, I used to write a lot um, when I was younger, uh, write stories of my own. And mm-hmm. I don't know, somehow through my life, I matured into trying to tell stories in different ways than writing. Mm-hmm. Um so it usually starts with a dream or a warm feeling I want to have towards life, um, a, a desire of, of something. And that can be concrete, like, oh, I want a house in the countryside. Or it can be ethereal, like, oh, I want to feel the sun in my face with a fresh, you know, smell of flowers and the and the breeze of a summer day, you know, like it can be mm-hmm. both uh, kind of dreams. But what I do is I try to capture all this sensorial, like this, these feelings and translate them into texture, color, photography, a dream, something, a, a, a face expression, like something that you want to feel yourself. So I want everybody to feel what I'm feeling which are always warm feelings and and stories to be told. And also learn from my previous job in Brazil, um, how interesting the world is and how many stories there are to tell. So Mm -hmm. I recently went on a trip to to Scotland with my fiance and just like, I want to learn everything that's going on there, the the history, who was the, you know, 
Prince Bonnie and, and everything that is happening there. And then I kind of take those stories and I imagine other stories on top of it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to tell, you know, like this, this history, the, the castles, the lifestyle, you know, like yeah. somehow I want to tell that through mood boards or, or videos on Instagram or, or whatever it is that I can use to, to transpire that. Yeah, that's so cool. It sounds like you really kind of take an approach of like noticing the details around you, like if you're traveling mm-hmm. um, and being inspired inspired by the different places as well as the feelings and like really sounds like you really pay attention to the details and the feelings and the little elements that create kind of that whole environment. Yes, and romanticizing it, right? Mm-hmm. Because if we take life bluntly, and I feel like uh, we lose a lot from the journey, right? Mm-hmm. So to romanticize those moments, even if it's just simple, like sitting down in my garden and watching the butterflies, like that's kind of, I know I sound like a Disney princess, <laughs> kind of how I I've decided to take my life onwards uh in this way yeah no that's really special and I think a lot of kind of the modern modern life it's so fast-paced that we miss mm-hmm. those little elements of noticing the butterflies or those details around us and we're so caught up in like what's next what's next that we're not mm-hmm. like soaking in the moment I guess yes and the moment can pass by like not trying to sound morbid but mm-hmm. it it really can like I I heard a quote uh, and that was a Johnny Depp quote actually which I loved it was uh, life is like a bird song right mm-hmm. and and it's 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 supposed to be beautiful so let's make it beautiful we have that gift as human beings right yeah yeah so true we can bring beauty into life of whatever sort of way mm-hmm. so were you with kind of your jobs in industry and I know you said you were working as a textile designer and then the actual clothing design as well as in the factory um was all were all those jobs like were you able to kind of bring that it sounds like that's really what kind of fuels your creativity is is the storytelling and noticing the details um was that something you were able to do in those positions or uh was that I I guess maybe what was the reason why Mm -hmm. you um kind of started out this brand on your own yeah it's precisely because um like it's so hard to to work in 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 the industry and not get it get lost right like because mm-hmm. um it, with some exceptions I would say um some of my jobs were very fundamentally creative and the commercial side of it fed off my creativity alongside with the team right mm-hmm. so between myself and this amazing team that I had and through the guidance of the the the, the brand uh, coordinator like 
we created something that was so beautiful at the time and that was i will cherish that forever um, but when i moved here i i lost that uh, mm. to be very honest with you and that it was like it was like burying a part of myself into the ground mm. and it it led me into feeling incomplete like i was i was not myself for years and wanting to dream and not being able to express that was making me sad like it was it was just taking out the life out of me so i decided well you know i can do many things in life i can keep working which i am i still work i still work for other people and i love it i love working with other people and hearing their ideas and making their projects come true mm -hmm. um but i was missing doing something that was me that was something that i could just pour out and and communicate with my own community and make friends and and meet people that thought the same way that could feed out of my creativity as well Mm -hmm. and yeah. luckily that happened with the brand nice yeah that totally makes sense I am curious because I know your your brand is very has a very like cottage core mm -hmm. aesthetic so yeah was that where where did that come from and I guess maybe to start off could you define for people who maybe don't know like what is cottage core right so it is definitely a word that emerged in like 2020 with the lockdown when people had to kind of stop and enjoy the little things mm -hmm. um and it's something that I've, it, it's always been me but i it didn't have a name so that this word is new right it's kind of something on the internet that kind of flourished mm -hmm. uh, but what it means it's um it's a slowdown in life so it's a slower approach to life um, with an English countryside aesthetic, if that makes sense. So mm -hmm. kind of recovering values from, you know, Victorian times and Georgian times and kind of implementing that through aesthetics, not only in your appearance, but in your life, like appreciating a cup of tea on a fall sunny day you know or enjoying raindrops in your window as you are feeling your yourself beautiful by by dressing up in that nostalgic way mm. I don't know if I'm being very clear but um no I I I, I get it it makes sense <laughs> it's like a Jane Austen novel mm -hmm. uh, translated into you know our days like a simple linen dress and and really like stopping for a minute and appreciating what you have around you with that with that old old style you know like uh, um, um, kind of really Jane Austen kind of aesthetic romantic and dresses and, and like long long dresses long skirts um, that kind of aesthetic mm -hmm. yeah and so how do you so it, it is very kind of historically influenced yeah. so um i'm curious 
how do you kind of blend that with a more modern look? Because your pieces do have that that vibe and that kind of look to them, but they don't look like costumes. Like like they don't look like they walked off the set of a Jane Austen movie. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's you know, it's everything. You know, I for me, it's like I am that person, and when I discovered a community, I really found myself. But I'm not a, like a a costume. Like I, it's not like I want to wear a costume around. I want to wear mm-hmm. something that I can I can go to a grocery store and I'm I'm still like I'm blended in, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm not because of course, like you you are you put effort into how you look. But um, I I wanted pieces that were a signature for whoever identifies themselves with all of these ideologies that they felt beautiful on but not necessarily costume right mm-hmm. um i want pieces that are realistic so it's it's a a real way to to dream if that makes sense right you still have those dreamy shapes you still have the the a, a nod to that look the the a-line you know the princess things the the you know the 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 waist being marked like closely and then you have that a-line skirt and the puff sleeves and you can have all of that but you don't have to dress up like a you know like you came out of a netflix show to to Mm -hmm. to represent yourself that way if that makes sense yeah no it totally does so that's what I wanted because I am I am not like to the extreme. I know a lot of people have friends that are more um, um, not they put more uh, into the aesthetic than I do. But I wanted that in between. Like, how can I express that in a simple way that, you know, for an everyday wear? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like you almost captured the feeling and the mindset behind cottage core and put it in a little bit of more modern look. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's what I wanted. I wanted people to, I wanted to invite people that not necessarily are like know the community or are part of this. Like I want people to just find that ideology instead of like labeling themselves as whatever. And mm-hmm. like it's it's an invitation for people to maybe feel so good in in these garments and and find that romantic you know that romance in their life with mm-hmm. me. I like how you put that call it like an invitation to doing that. Absolutely. So you've mentioned kind of the community several times. Like, do you mm-hmm. actually have like a community of other? people who you know have kind of the same mindset and and like these same kind of aesthetics um that you kind of researched the brand and and the collection with or that are just other people you know in the community who value those same things or kind of what does that community look like for you yeah it's actually an amazing community uh there is a community um it's mainly online because we all live in different countries mm-hmm. i'm lucky that i've i've made some friends locally that were part of are part of this community um and it's all it we're all connected through 
photography and video of like beautiful things and scenes that are almost from you know like one of these novels mm -hmm. um and i was very lucky to early on connect and make friends through instagram by admiring people's work which is like i can i i can tell you just by going in there and i just started dreaming right away um so yeah i think there's a lot of us that find themselves and love passionately this this romance right and mm -hmm. and it's very nice to connect and it, it's so interesting because this community um is very much committed to the sustainability factor which was very important to me so through some of these friends, I've learned to stop consuming, you know, so much fast action and, and actually appreciating, like a lot of them actually taught me that. Um, and it's a very special group of people because once you meet a couple, it's, they're so generous and they come and, and talk to you. Like for my brand, like it was very amazing to see, like once I've made a couple friends, all the other like these other girls can talk to me you know mm -hmm. um and appreciate this thing i'm creating and i'm very lucky fortunate to know all these people and when i travel try to meet them in person you know so it's been quite i've had a couple zoom calls with um a few and yeah it's very special i would say yeah that's really fun to have that mm. community to you know that shares the same the same passions that you do yeah and, because yeah. it's so unique too right like I feel like people are often misunderstood um mm -hmm. and we have a unique aesthetic like it's not like we walk here in Vancouver and all you see is the you know puffer jackets and and lulu leggings which is totally <laughs> fine and totally great but it's not my personal style and so I am a bit of an alien, <laughs> which is quite funny. Um, but at the same time, it's just like nice to find the this group of people, and we all kind of understand each other. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. It is. It is quite spectacular. Awesome. So you mentioned kind of photo shoots too, and that was one thing where it's like the the photos of your pieces that you have on like your website and social media are gorgeous like the themselves are art um Thank you. so what was it like to do that I don't know if it was one photo shoot or multiple like how did you plan that out and like find the location because I feel like it really captures like I can see the the vibe that you're going for <laughs> in, awesome. through those images amazing yeah photo shoots are essential um to express the dream right is how we because I, I can't be wearing this dress in the city you know with you know like high heels and an updo with sunglasses and that would look completely different right than mm -hmm. what I'm trying to express um which is great if people want to style them this way I encourage everyone to be themselves and do whatever they want to do because life's too short um <laughs> but um for my storytelling which is what I'm trying to do there are several photo shoots um that happen and um 
my my fiance actually helps me with a lot of them um mm -hmm. when we you know we are two uh ex like explorers we love exploring um new places and discovering little corners that are a bit untouched mm -hmm. um especially here bc like it, where i live is so beautiful with the scenery is almost like you're looking at a painting it's not almost it is like looking at a painting mm -hmm. um mountains and forests and untouched nature it's so special so we're lucky that we're surrounded by this grandiosity that majestic scenery here um and every time we during the pandemic because we couldn't see anybody mm -hmm. um all we did was we took the car and kind of went into these isolated places to explore. Um, it's very funny. One time we just took the car and through these like iced mountains and we shouldn't be driving this beetle over this <laughs> iced highway. And people are like, you're crazy. Why didn't you do that? But we did it anyways. But we discovered these like gorgeous places and we, we both like photography and he's a very good photographer. So every time we had opportunity during that time, we were photographing something. Um, and then as the brand started, then he started to help me with those. So we kind of had that kind of naturally while mm -hmm. we went somewhere and I'd be wearing one of my pieces. We'd just make a, a mini shoot right there. Um, but I did have the privilege to work with some very talented people um beautiful content creators that i've met on instagram and here in vancouver um wendy is one of them she's a dear friend uh, we've met through all of this um and she and her husband and i did a photo shoot uh in a a very beautiful location here in vancouver for my launch mm -hmm. and they are the most talented i i have no word um her handle is a quiet wild um and if you want to like well everybody just check it out because it's gorgeous um, <laughs> yeah i'll put a link to her thing in the show notes absolutely she's incredible her husband's incredible they're beautiful people inside outside and we got she really because she's part of the community as well like she helped me get the 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 magic put the just really get this magic out of the location and, and the poses and everything. We had a lot of fun actually doing that photo shoot and some others um, I did as well with like, I've sent pieces to a couple of friends um, elsewhere. Like I have Rebecca in Ireland and she's amazing. She did a gorgeous photos as well um, for me and also lauren in the states like beautiful beautiful content uh and then yeah we just travel me and my fiance and kind of do our own content as well so we kind of blend together to create the story cool yeah it sounds like even even how you did those you know playing these shoots kind of ties into the whole cottagecore mindset of let's just take a trip and explore and find these moments and these places absolutely most of them are very spontaneous like <laughs> it's not like something that I went in and planned and called and did 
a styling like actually none of them are like that uh it was more like let's go here and see this gorgeous place and have some fun and explore and take this photography these photos you know of while we're dreaming mm -hmm. so it's very natural very very real yeah i love that <laughs> thank you yeah so kind of uh switching topics a little bit um i'd love to know like how has running your own brand been different than your jobs working for like other brands in the industry oh my gosh is a is a roller coaster <laughs> constant self-doubt mm. lots of armadillos on the floor where you know just kind of armadillo up and you're like what am i mm -hmm. doing um I had to learn things that I had no idea I had to learn to do this. Um, I had to find mental strength I didn't know I had to keep mm -hmm. doing, to starting it. You know, you, you I did a, a, actually a course through this that gave me an incredible roadmap. It's called Factory 45. That was actually mm -hmm. my third course. I forgot to mention that one. But <laughs> It was the crucial one. So it was a like a business, like to, how to open your sustainable business mm -hmm. course with mentorship and all that, which was awesome. But it took my poor mentor a lot, like a <laughs> lot of work to psychologically get me to trust what I was doing, to not feel intimidated on putting this out there. Although I work for brands, but it's the responsibility, right? When you're working for someone, you get a brief. And you together, you find those ideas and then together you're taking the responsibility of putting that out there. Mm -hmm. so you kind of share that burden with other people from your team. This is a solo journey. Like, okay, if I put the wrong thing out there, like I will be judged. Like I will be called out, you know, I will be mm -hmm. publicly uh, commented on. So you put your face out there you're like oh this is me creating this so do you like it like it's very hard to to come out especially I think artists like we're more sensitive I would say like towards our own creations when mm -hmm. it's so personal um so yeah it's like hard not to take it personally um so I think that was very different than working behind a, a brand that uh, that's already there and whatever it is that's out there it's through the brand not through natalia mm -hmm. yeah and that's a great point because it is much more difficult when it is so tied to like this is what i like and it's my personal choices and the brand that mm -hmm. i'm starting versus it's easier to be a, more objective um and keep keep the work separate from kind of your personal identity when you are working for someone else like you said yeah and to be honest I'm, I've always kind of embraced everywhere I've worked when I was working in a sports company I like go to gym and like where like this like I really kind of embrace it mm -hmm. um but it is vulnerable to be by yourself doing financial business like government things like <laughs> I am awful at reading any contracts I don't understand it like I'm terrible at like math and 
it's like financial things is like really not my thing but you have to do it you have to take time you have to do it because if you don't do it there's no business right Mm -hmm. well there's also that aspect to it but it's the vulnerability I would say it's it's also very hard because you can hire people to do the other stuff but you can't hire anyone to put your face out there. You know, you can, <laughs> but if you if you're really behind your brand, you put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like how you put that of, or just describe that because I think this is a common feeling that a lot of brand founders have, and especially ones that don't have a background in the fashion industry like you mm-hmm. do. But like the vulnerability of putting out what you've spent, you know months years maybe working Mm -hmm. on um can be very scary and feel like what am I doing like is it gonna like how are what are people gonna think of it um and I will say to be honest mm -hmm. I with with my colleagues through this factor 45 course um I have many friends that we share this journey like together and a lot of them were not from the industry most mm-hmm. of them, I would say, we all went through the same thing together. Like it doesn't matter mm-hmm. when you're vulnerable, you're vulnerable. No matter you have 12 years experience, zero years experience, it doesn't matter. We're all in the front line together trying to figure this out. And I've made mistakes. I swore I was never going to make because I have this <laughs> experience. No, no, I still made them. <laughs> Didn't matter, oh, you know. Like what if you if you do feel comfortable sharing? Of course. Um, you know, like planning stock, like things like that, that I thought, mm-hmm. well, no, I've seen enough. I've done enough of this. Like and I still ended up making some mistakes. Like, or I had a, a production issue where you know even though I knew with the factories you have to be so clear and I was so clear and like I was I had my specs I had my tech pack everything was crystal clear but still there was a mistake you know Mm. so it doesn't matter like we are all going if you're doing this you're doing this and you're figuring it out because every journey is unique and no matter how much you know it helps the experience you can predict certain things and I think the way you react to those things is not as a surprise because you know it can happen. Mm-hmm. But if I told you that I was in any way different than my colleagues that had no experience, like, you no, know, I still sat there and cried and was like, oh my God, I'm going through all these issues. I never thought I was going to go through this. And it's kind of all the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I think that can be encouraging too for people who are to hear of it's normal <laughs> to yeah. for mistakes to happen and things to come up. Like it's never, even with years of experience, completely smooth with no bumps in the road. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I've met some like titans of the industry mm-hmm. that I work with, and there were clients, and they're also going through this stuff. Like we all mm-hmm. go through the same things with millions of dollars or with like a thousand dollars in your bank account or minus whatever much you are owe to you know Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter we all go through the same challenges I would say Mm -hmm. yeah the common common experiences of being 
running a fashion business. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what are some of the aspects or skills from your jobs that have carried over and been really helpful in starting your own brand? Um, I think the absolutely my artistic side and every every piece of experience I've had in the industry has shaped me to do this. Um, mm-hmm. I have from my my like prints that I've made years ago for that brand um, with, you know, the the insights from my creative director at the time which was amazing. And she taught me how to translate things from dreaming to fashion, to shape, to texture, to color, to, you know, like she, she taught me that. And then um, as I moved here, I was taught in the factory, like what are the things you have to pay attention to um, mm-hmm. by me being the one working with clients, like, okay, what did I ask from my clients? So I make sure I go into production knowing I, with that checklist, right? Because I used to be the one receiving mm-hmm. it. Um, so, you know, the communication with the production partner, like to understand that uh, they will do as much of a good job as you provide resources for them, right? And the mistakes that happen in the process, they can happen. But it's like, how do I react to that? Do I freak out and and cry or do I tell them to fix it and then they'll fix it and then you know everything is like everything is is fixable as long as Mm -hmm. you have good communication and you stand your ground and you understand your techniques so you know during my Blanche McDonald course and understanding themes and and machinery and SPI you know like things Mm -hmm. like that um and and pattern making like okay if i put a a a dart here is this a good or a bad thing right so Mm -hmm. from like working at startups like i work with startups uh here in vancouver and i've saw like heart to heart i've had experiences with the owners and i've seen how hard it is and i appreciate them so much for it because what they do is takes courage and i've i've seen that one-on-one and i've shared horrible times with especially my my last boss like uh, we've shared some like terrible times and we shared some amazing times you know some very great victories we still do because we still work together um but you know it's like now i understand like the courage that it took you know so I think it, every single experience I've had has led me into this and being able to do it they're all and I, I agree 100% with what you're <laughs> saying about um yeah just being familiar with the process and and the common common challenges or things that kind of every fashion brand goes through yeah. and and understanding kind of what that process looks like and what to expect and what you need to send to the factory and, mm-hmm. and all of that is super helpful. Yes. Yeah, I would say like whoever is out there and they're thinking, oh, maybe I will start something or they're just starting something. Just education is everything, information mm-hmm. and you know, talk to people that have done it many times. 
I put myself available in, in if anybody wants to talk. But, um, you know, it's so good to come in with at least knowing what to expect instead of going through it for the first time and not even having heard of like other people's experience. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I think information sharing is key experience sharing and understanding that no one will go through the same thing but if you know that that can happen to you you can you know at least predict your reaction to it and like have a solution on hand right away okay this is mm -hmm. how we're gonna fix it yeah or you even just understanding what it what is normal and what is maybe like cause mm -hmm. for concern because there are many yeah. times I find working with my clients where, um, you know, you, you can have a great pattern, a great tech bag, you send it to the factory and they still might have questions or there's little things where it's like, they may come back and say, Hey, with the, just the skill set or the machinery that we have, can we change the construction? Like, it's not going to affect the quality, but just mm -hmm. can we change this one thing to like fit our equipment or process better? And like, that's totally normal. You know, it's yeah. not that like there was a, a problem but there are little things that can be tweaked to just make it a smoother process Absolutely. um and i think that that's something where if you've never kind of gone through that before you're like oh no there's a problem like i messed up i messed it up but it's 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 nobody's fault it's just kind of working together with everybody involved in the process mm -hmm. to get yeah. it the most efficient or like set up in a way that is going to yield the best results for everybody absolutely yes and even if it's like your brand your design you're behind it like everyone that's putting their hands on to make it happen those people are crucial and they're part of mm -hmm. it and they they are your team like these are the people you should be relying on and, and sharing and asking questions you know mm -hmm. um because they have their, their services like they have their expertise and I like I I have 12 years in this industry I've seen many things I've worked with many people I went to China twice I've seen like factories and, and all types of machines but mm -hmm. believe me I sit in front of my pattern maker I ask the question like okay what do you think is the best solution for this because mm -hmm. you know better, like you are doing this every single day, like the factory. Okay, I want to see, but do you think this is viable? Like, mm -hmm. oh, maybe if we switch to that way. So be having also like that open mind to do yeah. some changes with the experts. Like it's something I, I've incorporated in my process. And I've met people where they're very strict with what they want. But for me, it's like, okay, so if you, if, if I understand the, the the concept of what you're telling me and I agree with it, then let's do it. Like, why not? Mm -hmm. Why not change a, this little thing to make it better for production, to mm -hmm. make it better for, you know, you're the pattern maker. Like, yeah, this, this theme here, it will not work. Okay, I'll listen to you. Can we do it that way? Yes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. so that, that's where how I approach my business, at least. Yeah, I think that's a great mindset to have because it is so much of a collaboration. Mm -hmm. And I think like as the designer or the founder, 
um, being clear about what you're trying to accomplish with the design, like what you're going for, the look that you're going for, the quality that you're going for, mm. and having that vision and and knowing like, okay, which are the aspects of this piece are kind of the non-negotiables to accomplish that vision, you know, mm. and then and then realizing that all the other things, the little details about, you know, what stitch is used here or you know mm -hmm. little finishes like that that's where okay there's more room for compromise when you're and not like compromise as in like you're lowering what you're wanting but there's mm -hmm. room like leave be op more open-minded about some of those things that, like the how it's going to fill your vision Absolutely. because that can make it you know cheaper or a better product for you while still being clear about, okay, let's make sure that we're not going to, like, these are the things that it has to be or has to have. Mm -hmm. And then how we get there, keep that more open-minded as like you're working with its team. So I think that's a great mindset. Yes. I, and, you know, you're no one without your, your partners, right? Your mm -hmm. contractors, you're no one, like, unless you, sit down so and make everything on your own and even so you might need a specialist or a consultant or you know I don't mm -hmm. know or a I, bookkeeper to yeah exactly exactly yeah. precisely so yeah always respect to your contractors like um and if you don't agree then find someone that you you know, agree with and, and mm -hmm. respect that partnership, I will say. It's my philosophy. Yeah, 100%. Um, so what parts of the process um, for Wandwoods are you doing versus working with experts or contractors on? Mm, um, I do all the... I, I'm, I'm very fortunate. I have such great friends and people that are helping especially on like the financial side. I have a, a very good friend that advises me um, on government things and taxes and all that, which is mm -hmm. a, a world I did not know until I started this um, <laughs> at all. I just like here, uh, HR block, do my taxes. Like now it's no, I have to understand every single one of them, export, import. Um, so today I create, I do my drawings, I do my prints, I create the story, I do lots of the photos, like I said, with mm -hmm. my partner, or I partner up with friends, um, or I hire friends, you know, it's mainly in my own community. I haven't mm -hmm. worked with photographers, like, really outside of friends, I would say. Mm -hmm. um, but so that part so I do the marketing myself because I've been working with marketing for a while now with very special competent people that have taught me so much um <clears throat> so I'm able to apply that I do all my web design um all the graphic design I do it myself um all the social media I do it all myself monitoring talking to everyone um TikTok so uh, Instagram, Facebook, you name it. Um, all my email campaigns, I do them myself. 
So it's really me you're talking to all the time, customer service, um, the website maintenance, um, and all the chasing, like opportunity chasing as I do it all myself. The things I don't do um, are the pattern making, I don't do it, and the sewing, mm. I also don't do it. And I obviously buy my printed fabric with my own artwork. Mm -hmm. So those are the things I count on people to do, ex with exception of some accessories, which I end up sewing myself because I love it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that industrial part, I, I outsource for sure, for sure. And you work with uh, lo local people for the most part, right? For those? Yes, for whatever I can. Yes, I've been working with local. I'm opening up some opportunities maybe to partner up with my own country like my brazil mm -hmm. um see how that's gonna work to support the economy you know and bring something of my own roots into the brand so i'm thinking that next year but um for now it's everything is canadian based most things are canadian based i would say yeah, and it's nice to be able to support either your local or kind of like your home communities mm -hmm. with what you're doing. Absolutely. Yeah, there's definitely opportunity for that. And I would I would really like to do that, honestly. Mm -hmm. So I know sustainability um, and ethical production is something that's important to you and the brand. Are there certain aspects of that or other values that are kind of foundational for Wandwoods? um those two for sure um I think with my background and the things I've seen I've seen some amazing places where, with like happy workers in places where people think the workers are not happy like China for example I've seen some great factories there so it's mm -hmm. very misleading to say that because it's made in China it's made by like unethically Mm -hmm. um so i will come up front right now and say is not always the case um there i know great people there um great factories where i was there physically and saw and talked to the workers and see how they treat their workers you know and mm -hmm. and so that has that perception i think also uh something um I'd like to put out there because not many people come out bravely saying that, I would say. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. It's it's more about the individual factory yeah. and their policies and how yeah. they work and what they pay their workers. It's That's not true. like one country is all good or bad or even yeah. U.S. and Canada. Like there are plenty mm -hmm. of bad factories here, you know? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Like I've seen all types of places i've seen bad places there too which i'm like never gonna work with these people but you know um mm -hmm. also like where i'm from like i've i know factories that are amazing and i know some factories where i'm like mm, maybe not you know mm -hmm. so for me the ethical you know making sure that i'm working with partners that treat well their workers they're fairly paid you know so that's why you know price point is very hard and it's in this segment of the industry like it's very hard to get to a price point that is good trying to pay everybody fairly like it's very hard 
um, and be keeping the business alive. Because if mm -hmm. I don't, if I don't get anything back, how am I gonna fund my next collection? Like, this is not for like I. This is not my source of revenue. Like, this is a a, a passion thing, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like very hard to price things. Um, so another thing is important to me, which I will try to achieve is also on that regard, like the price point. I know like sustainable fashion sounds so expensive and I really wanted it to not be, but it is. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know how to solve that. It's like a big puzzle. And I think every other owner of a sustainable business will sit here with me and we'll have like a whole conference about this because it's so hard. Um, but we're paying people fairly and those people that come out from our production line are people that have families and good lives and can have a vacation, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's important to me. It is important to me that the materials that I use are natural and durable because I don't want things to be thrown away and and not be used. I want people that buy my things that they that they, they, they buy my product and they keep it for many many years and if you buy once with me and you don't come back because that one skirt you bought is still there and you don't need another one great is not a problem like that's that's how i intended to be mm -hmm. uh, i'm not here to create more pollution um and my packaging you know like i do flower seed uh, uh tags that you can plant so they grow oh, yeah so like i try to do these very um natural things like my envelopes are not plastic i don't wrap anything in plastic bags um my stickers are uh eco stickers uh everything is much more expensive okay like everything mm -hmm. <laughs> but still i don't care i want to do it you know because I don't want to put a poly bag out there like coming from me. I don't want to put a sticker in the garbage that is not going to decompose. Like I just, I don't want to be part of that. You know, I want to, to, to contribute in a positive way. Mm -hmm. um, and to me, like just the important thing is to keep, keep evolving. The brands are organic things, flowy things they're always changing so i like people to grow with me and i want to keep making friends because i'm not like a brand like a commercialized brand i'm a person mm -hmm. with you know flaws and, and and ideas and dreams so when you think of one woods think of who you are you know and who you want to be instead of just that thing you want to buy um and also always uh, uh one woods for me is important that we praise for the environment so everything that you see coming from one woods is really advertising a life and i hate that i don't like that word but it is like i'm, I'm trying to show people that if you live a simpler life you can be very happy and fulfilled mm -hmm. so also like respect nature don't leave your footprint behind you know pick up things from your hiking trails you know and i want the brand to also be a face for that and 
to encourage people to go explore your neighborhood park, you know, and hug that tree, you know, if, and if you're not into <laughs> that, just lay down on the grass and stop for a minute and thank all the creatures that are there for you, you know, because without them, we don't exist. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's important to the brand too, to the ideology behind it. I love that. So I have one more question that I ask everyone at the end of the interview, which you might have already answered with that answer. But um, if you could communicate one thing to the world through the clothes you design, what would it be? Enjoy the little things. Enjoy every day. If you can find one little joy, especially connected to nature, find it. Um, mm -hmm. I... I encourage you to, even if you live in a big city, you know, you're surrounded by buildings, go find that one plant on the floor uh, in the middle of the sidewalk and be like, okay, this is my moment. I'm going to appreciate this um, because we are living a very... Um, how can I say this is a very delicate times like mm -hmm. we cannot ignore what's going on with the planet it's like not green talk anymore it's survival talk so mm -hmm. appreciate everything that we have like we might not have it forever even in our generation like we might not have it so just appreciate don't forget to dream don't get caught into also this, like, I know I just went very negative, but <laughs> don't get caught on that. Like, actually turn that into positive. Like, oh, thank God I have this. Oh, my gosh. I'm so appreciative of the nature that I have. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I'm really enjoying this special little moment. I'm really happy about, you know, this this dinner I'm having with my family and this, you know, little vacation I'm having. Um, so just just make the journey special don't be afraid of dreaming because we all need that like reality is great i think everybody should be have their foot on the ground be realistic what can you do what can you not do but don't forget to dream don't forget to smile don't forget to thank nature and yeah that's that would be what i would like to say to the world mm. Yeah, there you go. It's that's so nice. Um, well, this has been such a fun conversation, Natalia. Um, where can people find out more about you and Wandwoods online? Thank you so much, Allison. Likewise, um, you can find Wandwoods at wandwoods.ca. Um, you can find me on Instagram through Wandwoods Studio. And uh, you can always DM me on TikTok as well, One Wood Studio. Uh, DM me, uh, email me. You can find my email on the website, hello at onewoods.ca. Come chat, find me in the markets. I'm doing markets here locally. Uh, I love chatting. I love talking to people. I love meeting faces and listening to ideas. And I'm doing this not for only for me, I'm doing this for you as well. So everybody's welcome to find me in any of those places. And if you're around in Vancouver, let's go for a coffee. <laughs>
Sounds good. I will include links to those in the show notes so people can connect with you and hopefully uh, see you at one of these upcoming markets. Absolutely. Thank you, Allison. It was such a pleasure. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. I'm Allison Haynes, and I hope you join me again for the next episode of How Fitting.